From Schwartz Media, I'm Elizabeth Kulas. This is 7am. Scott Morrison has always maintained that he doesn't view the Bible as a policy handbook. But a former worshipper at the Hillsong Church argues Pentecostalism informs every aspect of his politics. Tanya Levine on what this church believes and how it helps to explain the Prime Minister. So Tanya, what is it like to be at a Hillsong gathering? It's a lot like being at a festival or a concert. Tanya Levine is a social worker and author of People in Glass Houses, an insider's story of a life in and out of Hillsong. She also writes for the Saturday paper. There's an auditorium, you know, the lights go down. The musicians come on. It's got a lot of energy and a lot of atmosphere. It's very buoyant. It's very, you know, positive, energising. People find it really uplifting and, and exciting. We thank the God who breaks chains. Believe it now, you're breaking chains. There's this huge community feeling and, yeah, I guess like all the same fans at the same concert. What do you think is particular to Pentecostal churches? What is it that makes them different from other Christian churches? Pentecostal churches very much believe in the physical manifestation, they would say, of God or the Holy Spirit. So it's a very emotional and, you know, physical experience of spirituality. They believe that Your response to Jesus will determine your destiny of going to either heaven or hell. And they believe that Jesus is coming back soon, as he promised. Tanya, I think sometimes people who aren't familiar with Pentecostalism hear things like being baptised in water or speaking in tongues, but they also often get glossed over. What does speaking in tongues, for example, signify within the faith? The Pentecostals believe that what separates them out from other mainstream Christian denominations is baptism in the Holy Spirit. So what happens is people pray a prayer and then they're told in faith to just start speaking and when they begin to start babbling in a language that nobody understands, it's believed that that means they've been filled with the Holy Spirit and they now have access to all these other powers and gifts. And how would you describe the way that people within the Pentecostal faith read the Bible? Traditionally, the Pentecostals have very much been about a literal interpretation of the Bible. So, you know, there's no metaphors. If the Bible says the world was made in seven days, it was made in seven days. Because the Bible can be taken literally, you can then take whichever verse you like and apply it to your own life. You worshipped at Hillsong as a young person. Tell me a little bit more about kind of your experience there. My parents became born-again Christians when I was little, not long before or after I was born. And when I was about eight years old, they became Pentecostals. After a few years, we moved to the hills, Pennant Hills in Cherrybrook, and we started to go to the local Pentecostal church, which happened to be the Hills Christian Life Centre, which is the church that became Hillsong. 
And when I first started going there, I was only about 14 and it was just a quiet warehouse set up with about 300 people. There was a very strong family type feeling. It was very low key. Over the course of time, as I grew more and looked around me more, I started having some questions. And the other thing that had taken place along the way was they had begun to introduce prosperity theology, Hmm. which is all about God wanting you to be rich. The emphasis on wealth just increased and increased after I was about 19. I just started going less and less. So Tanya, let's turn now to Scott Morrison and his recent involvement with Hillsong. Last week, he prayed publicly at Hillsong's global conference, which was happening in Sydney. Yeah, there he was. He was standing right next to Brian Houston, the senior pastor, and the prime minister took six or seven minutes to pray for various people around the country, various groups of people. Is it important, do you think, that he was there? And by extension, do you think it's important to understand Pentecostalism in order to understand Scott Morrison as the leader of this country? I think it's extremely important. In fact, I think it's the most important thing to understand when you're trying to understand our Prime Minister because his faith cannot be separated from his politics. That's the nature of Pentecostalism. You live it, you breathe it, you sleep it, and your entire mission on earth is to fulfil God's will. If you miss what Pentecostalism is about, you will miss what the Prime Minister is about. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Benjamin Law, one of the journalists from the highly acclaimed podcast by the powerhouse, 100 Climate Conversations. Join us as we speak to 100 Australians like Simon Holmes-Accord, Vina Sajwala and Ronnie Khan, who are responding to climate change issues across clean energy, green manufacturing, food waste and more. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have you read The Monthly Lately? There's nowhere else quite like it. An agenda-setting mix of the big political stories, the best in long-form journalism and dazzling writing that illuminates the personal, the critical and the contemplative in equal measure. From just $7.25 per month, you can enjoy full access to new issues and our award-winning archive. Simply visit themonthly.com.au slash subscribe. The Monthly, Australia's only news magazine. Tonya, you say that Scott Morrison's politics are informed by his faith, that understanding his faith is essential to us understanding him both as a person but also as a leader. He's been vastly more public about his Pentecostalism since winning the election. Where does he worship and how does his faith express itself? So Scott Morrison is at a church that's called Horizon Church, which is in the Sutherland Shire. And that was initially run by Hillsong pastors, but is now run by a pastor that is part of the Australian Christian Churches. The Australian Christian Churches was set up by Hillsong leader Brian Houston as an umbrella organisation to cover about 1,100 churches in Australia that are Pentecostal. And Brian presided over Hillsong and all the rest of them up until about last year when 
he left and Hillsong became a denomination on its own. All of those churches have a belief system that the Bible is accurate, authoritative and applicable. It's not very much about community work or giving the shirt off your back to someone who needs it. It's very much about fulfilling your role in the church and fulfilling God's will, whatever they determine that to be. That distinction, is that what confuses people about Scott Morrison's faith, do you think? Yeah, it seems very much to be about, you know, keeping yourself pure and keeping away from the wicked and keeping the bad guy out. It's not about inclusivity. It's very much about exclusivity, elitism, and only the believers are the ones that are going to really matter in the end. And where does kind of prosperity and or poverty fit into that model? Prosperity theology, as a literal interpretation that they make from the Bible, they believe that if you do the right thing, God will bless you financially and you won't be ill. So the people who are struggling or are sick and not getting any better, people have got a lot of questions about them. Have they not been praying enough? Have they not been tithing enough? Because tithing, being the giving of 10% of your income, is the basis for getting that wealth back from God, they understand. So if you're not wealthy, you obviously haven't been uh, doing your part. Uh, Which the Prime Minister has said himself many times, if you have a go, you'll get a go. Absolutely, as a man sows, so he shall reap. I believe in a fair go for those who have a go. In this country, if you have a go, you'll get a go. And that is a... They're looking for a fair go and they're having a go and they're going to get a go from our government. He would very much believe that you do not deserve anything if you're not trying your best for God. And he's not going to say that at a press conference, but it is the same kind of idea. If you have a go, you'll get a go. That's what fairness means in this country. And tell me a little bit, if you can, Tanya, about Michael Murphy, who was one of Hillsong's original pastors. What's his relationship like with Scott Morrison and his family? It seems that it's still really close. Mike Murphy says that he was the one that introduced Scott and his wife, Jenny, to the church 10 or 12 years ago. He had no issue with saying that he felt that his support and guidance of the Morrison family would help inform political policy. So not a lot of separation between church and state there. They're not interested in the separation of church and state. The state comes second to God Hmm. and it's quite explicit. So, you know, if the law of the land goes against what God wants and wants you to do, you don't have to keep it. God comes first. And because the Bible says that there is no authority that is in place apart from what God has established, Scott Morrison and his supporters would absolutely believe that God has placed him in office for a reason. That God has effectively made him the Prime Minister. Absolutely. Yet they would see this as the beginning of something even bigger and better and there'd be no turning back. They've been very much preaching about revival, well, over 30 years that I've known. And traditional Pentecostal theory is that when Jesus comes back, The first place that's going to be in the midst of a big Christian revival is actually Australia. So it'll start here and it'll spread through the world and then Jesus will come back. So when something like this happens, they'd be seeing that as absolute evidence of the beginning of the end of the world. 
So privately among the people that you know who are still part of both Hillsong and related churches, are they openly of the belief that this is potentially a sign of something much bigger coming and soon? Look, we can't speak for all of them, but that would definitely be the message that's been sent across to them, that this is just, you know, part of God's greater plan for all of humanity and it's going to start here and it's going to spread throughout the world. You seem confident in understanding Morrison's intentions based on the teachings of his church and churches like the one that he attends. Is that because the teaching is more total? Essentially, you don't worship by degrees in the Pentecostal church. You take it all on and you take it literally. Yeah, absolutely. It's easy, I guess, to dismiss the Prime Minister's faith as, you know, not very important and and certainly not far-reaching enough to affect his policies because we know that lots of leaders come from lots of different backgrounds. But once you understand that the Pentecostal Australian Christian Church's literal translation of the Bible is what determines what they do, how they live their lives, who they marry, there is no separation. Then you can start to see how Scott Morrison is making his decisions. Tanya, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Elsewhere in the news, one of Bob Hawke's children, Rosalind Dillon, has retained legal counsel and is intending to contest her late father's will. It's reported that the former Prime Minister left $750,000 to each of his children and the remainder of his estate, worth more than $15 million, to his second wife, Blanche Dalpouget. And in Sydney, barrister Charles Waterstreet has been banned from practice, following a string of controversies that culminated in him being declared bankrupt. The New South Wales Bar Association implemented the ban after he failed to prove he was, quote, a fit and proper person. Water Street has been accused of sexual harassment, which he denies, and was disciplined in February for making factual assertions that were not based in evidence. He was a creator of the television show Rake, but the production team has repeatedly denied he was the inspiration for the lead character, a claim he frequently makes. This is 7am. I'm Elizabeth Kulas. See you Friday.